0: Welcome to another episode of the In the Limelight podcast. I'm Clarissa Burt, founder of In the Limelight Media, where we enlighten, entertain, and educate our listeners. You are tuned in to Booksmart's Authors on Show with Christy Franci.
1: Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Booksmart's Authors on Show, a creation of Clarissa Burt, founder of In the Limelight Media. I am your host, Christina Franci, and today I am so thrilled to be interviewing Sarah Ting, the author of Small Book with a Big Idea. Sarah, it is such an honor to have you on. Can you give the audience a little bit about your background and kind of how you got to where you are today?
0: Sure. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity to come on your program and talk to you and your audience. It's a privilege, so thank you. My background, I am a first-generation Chinese-American born in New York City. Mm -hmm. My parents at the time were my father, a diplomat, and they were newlyweds. My mother and father came to America and myself and three other siblings were born the first four years. And then a younger sister came 12 years later. And I have to say to you, it's kind of ironic that I'm on your show because when I was a child on my report card, the teachers would say, She's a very good student, but we wish she would speak up. (laughs) And here I am, like your doctor, speaking up. (laughs) And because I grew up at a time when there were very, very few Asians in America. I think at the time, the population was about 152 million for the entire country, Mm -hmm. American population. The Asian population at that time was a little bit over 330,000. Oh, wow. For the entire. So, needless to say, I was kind of like the only one wherever I went.
1: Yeah. Well, that's a great, I love that. And, but, you know, we were talking earlier um, before we started this podcast recording, and I just really love your big thinking. And, you know, what inspired you to write this big, you know, with your book? Well, thank you for that question.
0: When I wrote this book, and you might find this hard to believe, I find it hard to believe. When I was about 14 years old, I believe, I was going to the library to return some books. And I heard this voice say to me, you're going to write a book. I didn't know what it was about. I said, what's it about? I didn't get an answer. Mm -hmm. Fast forward 30 or 40 years later, I ended up writing this book. What inspired this book, Christina, a simple poem with a big vision. Ooh. The poem is called "The Sun." Are you greater than the sun that shines on everyone? Black, brown, yellow, red, and white. The sun does not discriminate. Now let's think about this for a moment. Mm-hmm. Sun is universal. Everybody on the planet earth knows the sun and there is no country that can claim they're 100% free of any prejudice or biases. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: In my humble opinion, this poem can speak to every human being on the planet earth. Mm -hmm. What you are doing is giving me an opportunity to share the poem and the book. People can purchase the book More importantly, it's an opportunity for individuals to be change agents. When you reflect on this poem, you have the opportunity to overcome all of your biases. Now, one would ask, well, why do I need to overcome all my biases? Well, I would say, do you want to grow Mm -hmm. personally and professionally? If you don't want to grow, you may not realize it, but your biases are holding you back both professionally and personally. Answering your question, this poem inspired this beautiful book, small book with a big idea. Five-minute training. Well, the poem takes less than five minutes to reflect upon or to, yeah. read,
1: mm-hmm. to read.
0: I realized probably Putin, people wouldn't believe me if I said 60 seconds are left, so I had to bump it up to five minutes.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and more importantly... People have told me, Christina, how they were changed just by reading the poem. One person told me she learned forgiveness. Now forgiveness, the minute I heard that, I was like, wow, what about the Middle East? How much forgiveness is needed there? Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people carrying wounds, discrimination wounds, rejection wounds. This poem can help them heal those wounds. There are a lot of people who feel valueless they don't feel like they have any value. They don't feel like their voice counts.
1: Yeah, or okay. belonging.
0: Or belonging. And this poem can help them realize, no, 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 the sun shines on you and the billionaire. Sun mm-hmm. shines on you and the person who has many degrees. You might have not have any. Mm-hmm. Every person's voice counts. However, the individual has to recognize their value, individuals have to recognize themselves and their value, and then cultivate the the beauty of who they are, like what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You recognize your talents, your skills. You created this wonderful show to bring authors on, to talk to them.
1: Mm-hmm. That
0: was a long way to answer your question. Did I it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> No, it did. It's, you know, you have to start with yourself in order to do the change that you want to have in this world. And the most important thing is to realize that you have value and that you are important and you have purpose, you know, and that we are really all the same. We are all one as one. You know, we may look differently. We may live on different parts of the world, but we all share something in common, which is the sun shines on us every day and that we are all one. We are whole. And in order for us some people don't recognize that some people don't realize that we're one that we're one that we're separate that's the bias you know and that's the 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 prejudice that goes on but really ultimately in order to change and to think big you have to realize that you are all one we are all constant we are all the same energy and it all flows it all looks the same we may not be able to see it with our eyes but all of it is the same, the color of the love energy, the color of, you know, your voice chakra, all those things, you know, we, we really are one constant energy on this planet and we all thrive from the same source of energy, which is the sun and the moon and the stars and and all that stuff. So I think it's, it's a great way for people to open up their perspective, you know, and to kind of help drop their thoughts of you know thinking that they are alone or they're different and they're not one with like the other people around them exactly
0: and when you refer to the word one uh, to me what would help people understand also that the bottom line is we are all human beings first that's how we connect with one another that is the identity that is inclusive of all the identities. We are not all women, we're not all men. We're not all white, we're not all black, we're not all Asian, we're not all rich, we're not, but what we all are are human beings. Mm -hmm. And all human beings have emotions, have feelings, have dreams, have aspirations. And when we can recognize our humanity first and lead with our humanity, get rooted there, that is what gives us the capacity to appreciate the diversity of humanity.
1: Exactly, exactly. So you do have a powerful quote by Mother Teresa in your book. Would you like to share on it and like what compelled you to put this quote in the book for Mother Teresa?
0: Yes, thank you so much. When I saw this quote by her, it just leaped off the page for me. Mm-hmm. She said, I've come to realize over the years that being unwanted is the worst disease any human being can experience. Let's think about that, being unwanted. All of us have experienced it probably at least one time in our life. And some of us experience it probably almost on a regular basis.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: She didn't say heart disease, the worst disease. She didn't say AIDS. She didn't say leprosy. She said being unwanted. There are probably a lot of wounded people out there experiencing this disease called being unwanted. Mm -hmm. And what impact do you think that's having on that human being? Do any of us think there's a possibility that with these mass shooters, that maybe they're feeling unwanted and that's how they get rid of that feeling they think the solution is to go and kill children and innocent adults
1: it's to try to be seen and heard or something you know what i mean because they're not feeling seen or heard um at the home or whatever's going on in, in their personal life or social life i mean you know we were talking a little bit earlier it's you know, with social media and stuff, like it can also have like its bad side. And, you know, ever since it has been implemented in society, we have seen mental illness um, and suicides go up because people compare themselves. They don't get the likes, they compare, they don't get the comments, they get the mean bullies because anyone can be a bully behind the screen. So, you know, it really causes that unwanted like disease to people you know like not getting the attention if they're trying to seek attention because there's something missing inside and that's connectivity and the way we connect ultimately is I think through human interaction more so than through the computer because it's almost like false to me you know the computer I feel like human interaction like you could sense the energy more but you know like what are your thoughts on that
0: I agree with you hundred percent, Christina. Thank you so much for bringing it up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I did, underscore. I would add to what you just said that now everybody has a platform to amplify either good or bad information, and unfortunately, there's a lot of bad information that's going out there that's actually corrupting people's minds, their hearts, and their souls. And there's a lot of bad information that is feeding people's fear Mm
1: -hmm.
0: of people who are different than them Mm -hmm. you and i don't have any control over what goes out on social media or the internet however what we do have control over is what we put out there you are doing this wonderful show bringing on authors who have wonderful ideas to help society help humanity Mm -hmm. i wrote this book that if people took the time to read oh by the way the book is only uh was about 52 You can finish the whole book in probably 25 minutes or less. The whole yeah. book. Yeah. Can you give it the whole book in 25 minutes or less?
1: Yeah.
0: And and, and so to again answer your question, I, I totally agree. And I think that we as a nation need to really, really understand this powerful tool. And what we have to do is educate each generation with the right values the right values Mm -hmm. they can make the right choices and decisions and understand how to navigate through all this difficult information and about the me and promoting me and i want attention if a person has a healthy sense of self they don't have this need to keep saying, look at me, look at me and all the things I have.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And it's, but it's like trying to get people to realize, you know, what's healthy and unhealthy with that behavior and, and recognizing it. And sometimes it's the hardest thing to do for people is to recognize their faults and, and really sometimes look into themselves to figure out like, well, what am I really missing? You know, people like, don't take the time to check in with themselves and be like, all right, like, what is my really missing? How can I really feel this void? Not through existential, you know, gratification, but how can I really make it happy for myself on the inside? And that's like the hardest work sometimes. And it's continuing. You always have to work on it. And you always have to do it i mean it never ends like you'll be doing it your whole life, your whole life it seems like
0: You, i couldn't agree with you more it is a lifelong journey what you just said self-awareness and and personal growth is a lifelong journey and we just have to feel okay with being uncomfortable mm-hmm. because that's how you grow emotionally and professionally you grow from being uncomfortable and being willing to face your own biases. It's an area that people feel really uncomfortable dealing with. And the beauty of what I'm offering is that you can use this simple poem, when you reflect on it, you don't feel any guilt, shame, or judgment. Because unfortunately, the history in our country around this issue of prejudice and biases carries some really dark images
1: hmm
0: You you say the word racist, I can almost guarantee you people are thinking of lynching.
1: And who's no, I don't mean to laugh about it, but you're right. Like it's, you know. Right? The, extreme. The, the extreme, extreme, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And people are thinking of
0: owning slaves. I don't own a slave. That's where they go when they hear that comment. No, no, no. It it's not just that. You're going to the extreme. It's other behaviors. hmm that we do towards our fellow human being that can be a racist comment a racist action and then you just made the person feel unwanted yeah you can make a person feel unwanted just by a look yeah Think about that just by a look yeah or a comment body language
1: is really powerful
0: right just by a look or a comment
1: mm-hmm. yeah. I I've, yeah i know i know i've felt you. that stuff before you know what i mean from other people, for sure. So what do you hope, what is your ultimate goal inside your heart of hearts? Will you hope to accomplish with this book? Well, I hope that at least one million
0: people, at least one million people read this book. Because with one million people reaching it, because there's seven billion people on the planet Earth. Mm-hmm. If one million people read it, think about that. If each of them just contacts one person, that's two million people. When a person is changed, how they interact with other people will be different. Mm -hmm. It's all about the individual. And, And in my book, I have this wonderful, simple quote about the sun again, dare to be as great as the sun, dare to shine on everyone. What I'm saying in that poem is if we think about the sun, the sun makes things grow. Mm-hmm. How can we make each other grow? Well, the words we say to each other. Think about the words you say to your friend, a loved one, a colleague. Are they words that empower, mm-hmm. uplift, heal? Or are they words that diminish, take down, make the person feel bad about who they are? Mm-hmm. One word that I hear that I never use towards any human being, oh, you're a loser.
1: Oh, yeah, that's not a good one.
0: <laughs> who came up with that? Yeah. In my As I was growing up, that was never expressed. I want to know who came up with that. And why <laughs> are we saying that to our fellow human beings? I want to know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Can you, you know, find out? It's it's funny um, when you mentioned that quote about, you know, you know, shining the light, it's like, we also have to be the light, you know, like the sun is the light. We have to talk from a light source, you know, so it just kind of like went hand in hand and just kind of made me like, well, yeah, like we need to be the light and and talk. Exactly. In that way.
0: So that's why dare to be as great as the sun, dare to shine on everyone. Like you said,
1: yeah, dare to be be as great as
0: the sun. That means you. Be like the sun, mm-hmm. be the light and shine on your fellow human being. Well, how do, how do I do that? So how do I shine? Well, by the words you say to Christina or even something as simple, how do you listen to her? Do you listen to her with an assumption? Do you listen to her with a judgment, with a bias? That's another thing that we do to one another. We don't even realize. Exactly. And we listen to empower each other? Mm-hmm. And in a way, Christina, it's kind of not people's fault that they don't know how to listen. Can I tell you why? why? <laughs> okay, I'm the product of public education in New York City. Are you the product of public education or private or mix? Public. Public, okay, both of us public. Yeah. We're in the classroom to learn, right? And in order to learn, don't we have to listen? Yes. Okay, do you remember at any point in your formal public education from elementary through high school was there a formal structured class that taught you how to listen
1: no they told me to me listen neither. but I don't know I was like I don't know <laughs> I no. think I'm listening but I guess I'm not <laughs> none of us were
0: taught how to listen. Yeah. Because we think by hearing the word, that's listening. You and I know. Can we listen without assumptions? Can we listen without judgment? Can we listen without a bias? Can we listen without trying to make Christine wrong? I'm right. Or sometimes we don't even listen. We just wait for Christina to stop speaking and then I'm gonna talk to just make my point. These are the way people listen. It's very and exciting. you probably
1: have experience with some of them, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm still learning how to be a better listener. <laughs> like, seriously, I took an acting class and a lot of it's like, you have to listen. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I sucked at it. I'm I'm not a very good listener. Like, I don't know, like picking up on like how they're talking back to me, but you know, acting was all about, you know, listening. And it's like, I guess I'm not a very good listener because I really suck at this. (laughs)
0: No, you're doing it. You know what it is, Christine? It's actually what it is. We have to get out of our head. Yeah. Being in the present. Yeah. The tendency, what we have to do is we're in our head and we're thinking about what's the next thing to say versus if we're really in the moment. Exactly. Thing, the question will evolve in that moment because you, as an interviewer, you have a sense of curiosity. Mm. And so as you're listening, to your guests hopefully it will trigger up a question and say oh you know so then you follow up with a question Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so no in a way no one's to be blamed and it's not about blame it helping us understand why we fall so short in the ability to listen because there is no formal class at all in Mm -hmm. any school system that I know of that teaches people how to listen. You can ask each one of your guests, (laughs) from this point on, hey, just have a quick question. Did you ever have a class that taught you how to listen?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure no one has. (laughs) I definitely agree with you with that. So Sarah, how can people get their hands on this wonderful book?
0: Yeah, well, it is on Amazon, small book with a big idea, five minute training, to Empower you and transform the world. I also have a website called As the Sun, S U N dot net, as the sun And when you hit product, you'll also see that book and two other books there. This book, though, I feel can empower people and really help us change the world and make it a better place for all of us, especially the children. They are depending on you and me and all the adults.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, we have um, an opportunity to help forge the way for our our little ones and hopefully make the world a better place and lead by example and teach them, you know, the values and right and wrong and they can, you know, take it from there. So I, I definitely agree with the children on that. That's beautiful. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on this episode of Book Smarts Authors on Show, a creation of Clarissa Burt. It was such an honor to have you on. Please go and check out our book. You can find it on Amazon. All of her links are down below in the show notes. Don't be shy. Go say hi. And I hope to see you all in the next one. Thank you. Thank you,
0: Christine. Good luck to you and all your shows. Thanks for listening to this episode of Booksmart's Authors on Show here on the In the Limelight Podcast Network, where we enlighten, entertain, and educate our listeners. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe, and don't forget to tell your friends.